questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Almost 103 years ago, an event happened that changed the world. Upwards of 70,000 were gathered in the little village of Fatima, Portugal. They were told by an apparition that had appeared to three children, but many believed to be Mary of the Bible, that a miracle would occur. Something happened on October the 13th, 1917, and thousands of people witnessed it. It was called the Miracle of the Sun. Was it a miracle of the sun or a harbinger of deception? What did the witnesses in 1917 really see? Did psychics predict the events of Fatima? Why did the apparition only speak telepathically with the children? What happened to the original testimonies of the witnesses taken in 1917? Why was the main seer, Lucia, cloistered with a vow of silence for almost two decades? What actually appeared in the sky in 1917? Many witnesses described seeing a dull silver disk. Were there other phenomena seen that day, such as quote-unquote flying hats? We will also cover the trails of the Nephilim, and specifically, Axis Mundi. Is America's Stonehenge the center of the world? You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. The next special guest is already a friend of this program. L.A. Marzuli is an author, lecturer, and filmmaker. He has banned 12 books, including the Nephilim Trilogy, which made the CBA bestsellers list. His series, On the Trail of the Nephilim 1 and 2, uncovers startling evidence that there has been a massive cover-up of what he believes are the remains of the Nephilim, the giants mentioned in the Bible. And we have a more comprehensive bio on our website. His website is lamarzuli.net. L.A. Marzulli joins us from the Santa Monica Mountains in California. Hello, L.A., and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? I'm really great. Thanks for having me here, Mel. My pleasure, L.A., and you always bringing new stuff out. We've all heard about the Nephilim. We've heard about Fatima. But you dig deeper and deeper, and I just watched both documentaries, part and two of Fatima today. And I have to say, you are a great reporter, great investigative journalist. The people you interviewed were a one. So why don't we begin with this? What really happened on October thirteenth, nineteen seventeen? Well, October thirteenth is the last day that the so-called apparition appeared at Fatima. It it, it goes back to the first appearance was May, but even before that, psychics through the 
occult technique of automatic writing published in the in the in the paper uh, in Portugal that something wondrous was going to happen on in May on May 13th, and no one knew what that was. But the fact that psychics are engaged in automatic writing, and the automatic writing is was was uh, backwards, so you have to read it in a mirror. So you have to hold it up and look at it and read it, read the mirror rather than the paper. So it was written right to left instead of left to right. And that's really hard to do. I've actually seen in the film, we actually show um, a photograph uh, of, of what it actually looked like. But it was signed Stella Matutina, another name for Lucifer, another name for Satan. Morning right Star. Morning Star in Italian. Yeah, the Morning Star. And that is a, a name for the dragon. Um Satan. So something did happen on May 13th, but again, why, why, if, if it was from right off the bat, if it's from God, why does God need a bunch of psychics engaging in automatic writing to tell people what's going to happen? He doesn't. So strike one. So May, thir May 13th happens and these three shepherds are there. They're illiterate. Uh, they've never, they can't read or write. They're, they're, Lucia's 10. Uh, Francisco, her cousin, is nine, and Jacinta, who's Francisco's sister, is seven. And they see this apparition of a woman, a lady, a woman, holding some sort of a ball-like object, and she communicates with them telepathically. Strike two is this entity, whoever she was, was wearing a short skirt that fell just below the knees. Mary of the Bible would never appear this way, number one. Number two, women in 1917, you can check this out, wore dresses all the way down to their ankles and sometimes over their shoes. So the fact that this, this entity appears to the children with this short dress is, whoa. But here's the deal. All that's covered up. And, you know, you, you never – there's a film coming out uh, on Friday, actually. And it's uh, – let me see. Today's date. Yeah, on Friday, the 28th, on Fatima. And I guarantee it, they will spin this thing the way they've spun it for the last 103 years, that it was Mary, the Bible, and all this other stuff. But they never deal with the facts. And the facts that we deal with in the film are taken from the handwritten documents that were written by Father Fiera at the time of the apparitions. So the first apparition, the kids see the kid, see this entity, this woman, this entity, and short skirt, that's strike two. And she's communicating with them telepathically. To me, that's strike three. Why does Mary the Bible uh, need to speak with people telepathically? Why isn't she moving her lips? Why is, why is she doing this? And so the kids uh, see her, and she tells them to come back the next month. So the kids go back and tell their parents. Word gets out. Father Fierro immediately believes it's demonic. Smart man. And there's all this controversy. And this goes on from May to October. And the short story is in August, uh, when the crowds are there, the kids are in jail. And the crowds have now swelled, you know, 10,000, 20,000 people, maybe more. So they let the kids out the next month uh, on the 13th. Oh, and by the way, in, on, in August, August 13th, uh, when the children were in jail, so they didn't appear, there was all this really weird stuff going on in the sky. People saw flying hats in the sky. All sorts of really weird stuff was going on. So 
what are we looking at? Flying hats. What does that sound like to you? And weird, weird aerial phenomena was, was manifesting. So September, the kids are there, and the priest and the magistrate and all the, all the mucky mucks say, look, go back and talk to the entity and say, <coughs> ask for a sign. So the kids go there. The entity appears. And um, the kids say, look, we need everybody. We're in trouble. We, they need to see a sign. So the entity says, October 13th, there will be a sign. Word gets out, 70,000 people show up at Fatima. But no one knows what this sign's going to be. It's been raining all night, all morning. People are drenched. Some of the pictures, you can see a sea of umbrellas. And around noon, it stops raining, the clouds part, and there's the sun. All of a sudden, another cloud comes in front of the sun, and out of that cloud comes this disc-like object, which is spinning and then falls to the ground like this and goes back up. It does this three different times before it does a flyby like that. It does a flyby. It flies right over the head of the crowd, and then it goes back from the cloud and leaves. There's a photographer there by the name of Joshua Benolio, and he took 12 photos. I don't think there's any other cameras that were there. These are old wooden box cameras, glass plates. Boom. Instead, glass of, plate instead in. of the uh, plastic negative, is a glass plate. It's a glass plate. Whole different deal. Whole, I mean, this is like, you know, and, and I'll get into the glass plates in a little bit. So something happens at Fatima. We're not disputing that. I mean, there was something that happened. But first of all, was it Mary of the Bible? And in my opinion, it was not Mary of the Bible. Second of all, the sun, they call it the miracle of the sun. The sun did not leave its place in the solar system and fall to Earth. Whatever happened was a local phenomenon. It was just in Fatima, Portugal. People in France saw nothing. People in England saw nothing. People in the United States saw nothing. So it was localized. So it's not the sun that fell to Earth. Something else happened. It's and the object, people, probably. The object that shined like the sun. Well, that it, it was it was glinting, right, and, and it was spinning, and some people saw what they would call a dull silver disc. What does that sound like to you and me? Oh, UFO. This is the eyewitnesses in 1917. UFOs and flying saucers are not part of our lexicon or anybody's no. lexicon, for that for that matter. In 1917, those those terms will not be applied till mid-century. Specifically, around 47, 1950. That's when that's when those terms, flying saucer, UFO, will really start to take take hold. In 1917, no one no one has that verbiage. So people look up and they say, "I saw a dull silver disc," and more than one person describes that a dull silver disc. Well, what does that sound like? A dull silver disc. So this thing buzzes the field, and. Uh, the people that are standing directly underneath it, when it comes over the field, very close to the people, remember, it's been raining all day. People's clothes are wet. All of a sudden, their clothes dry. The ground underneath, where the, as, as this object goes over, uh, the, 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 the clothes are dry and the ground is dry, and this thing goes back up into the cloud, which moves in front of the sun, and just vanishes. So... In all of my study, and, and we show this in the film, 
this was a UFO event, in my opinion. This had nothing to do with Mary or the Bible. Uh, Lucia is the only one of the three seers that make it in basically past 13. Uh, Francisco and Jacinta succumb to the Spanish flu. So they never even make it into their teenage years. They die. And now they've been canonized. It's, you know, so I've, I've been there. It's really strange. Uh, and people people just venerate them because they were the seers. And, and you know, you repeat this thing often enough, and everybody believes the official story. But we, I created both films, Fatima 1, Miracle of the Sun, or Harbinger of Deception, and Fatima 2, Strange Phenomenon. Uh, based on the handwritten testimonies that were actually recorded by Father Fiera in 1917. And we had access to those through the work of uh, a researcher who passed away in 2014. Her name was Fina de Armada. And Fina de Armada had access to the sanctuary at Fatima. And the sanctuary is big business. Again, I've been there twice, and it's uh, mind-boggling. That site can fit upwards of a million, a million pilgrims can can spread out in front of that basilica, and you know the tree where the entity appeared is long gone, and now there's a little chapel that's there, and when we were there, they were parading a statue of Mary on this plastic bed of roses with four pallbearers, and the crowd just went nuts, and I looked at Peggy, my wife, and I said, "We're taking Mary off the table. We're not even going to." People, and in fact, in both films, I say people have the right to believe what they want to believe. I say people, millions of pilgrims come to Fatima every year. Millions of Muslims. Mecca. Mecca, the Kaaba stone. Millions of Hindus celebrate Guru Puja. Millions of Buddhists at thousands of temples all over Asia worship Buddha. People have the right to worship and believe what they want to believe. We're not... We're not going to bag on anybody's belief system, and we don't. We don't go after the Catholic Church. We don't go after Mary. We just drill down into the handwritten documents that Fina de Ramada had access to. And what she did, uh, what she did was read these documents, but she couldn't photograph them. So she read them very quickly into a tape recorder and then went back and listened to the tapes and extrapolated all this data. And what she found was absolutely amazing. So, I mean, that's just a little bit of the backstory of, uh, of, of you know, what happened there. We'll get deeper into this, but uh, I was very surprised about all the things that I did not know. This event, as you said, back then, not in our lexicon. We didn't have flying saucers or UFOs or anything. So these people were, you know, we, we've heard this from other places where they say here in, the, in Mexico, flying Mexican hats, or in that case, flying hats. But the part about the soil being completely damped and people were just soaking wet and this thing came along, everybody dried. Not only were they dry, some of them experienced some burning, correct? Oh, you muted yourself. You're muted. You're, you're, you're muted. There yeah. you go. You're I muted. Did, go ahead. I, didn't, I, I let that go. That's in the, in the second DVD, Strange Phenomena. But yes, um, look, cars exploded. Windshields, windshields exploded, cracked into a million pieces. Uh, gasoline spontaneously combusted. I mean, this is not some, some wonderful, you know, and, you, and it's coming out Friday. I'm going to see it. I have to see it. 
Hey, by the way, can you mute your phone so that you don't get the WhatsApp uh, notifications? Okay, Thanks. Thank you. I had my wife tell them not to, Thanks. not to text anymore. Yeah, that's, I apologize for that. So the cars, some of them wouldn't start. The, the uh, windshields would shatter. I mean, these are some of the stories we have heard in the past 10, 20 years of UFO sightings, plus the sound of electricity. You see that buzzing sound. So this is, I, I don't want to offend anybody who's Catholic because I'm a Roman Catholic myself, but you have to dig deeper and find out what the truth is. And this is what we have not been told. And I like what uh, the Armada did. She went directly to the source. She went directly to 1917 because this investigation ended in the early 20s, am I correct? And then nobody spoke about it ever again. No, no one. I mean, when when Father Fiera uh, took all the all of his all the documents and and presented them, I believe he went to Lisbon and presented them there. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure he went he went to Lisbon and and presented the documents. And this is something that I wanted to do. Um, I haven't had the money to do it, but he disappears. No one knows what happened to Father Fiera. Did he was he just moved off to South America someplace where he just died of an old age? Did he leave the priesthood? See, we don't know. And he was not there for the miracle of the sun that day. He didn't he didn't see it. But he interviewed all the witnesses. And what I want to know is did Father Fiera keep a private journal, which somebody has. Some family member may still have it and is afraid to come forward with it. Or, you know, who knows? I would just, I would really like to find out what happened to Father Fiera. Because we know that Lucia, the only only daughter, or daughter, the, the only girl, the only seer, let me, get, let me get my facts right here, the only seer that reaches adulthood, at 18 years old, she's hustled off to a convent, given a gag order, and that's when the secrets come out. That's when everything starts to, oh, I was told this and that. When you go back and you look at the 1917 records, there's nothing about consecrating Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. It's just, it's just not there. It's not there. You know, and unless someone's forging documents to look like the original documents for 1917, she never mentions Russia. So those are two, two interesting things. The fact that the father, the, the priest, disappeared. He was probably transferred to another church for all we know. Then we have uh, Lucia, who is the only survivor, because it makes you wonder if the other two would have become priests and a nun as well, because they can control them. Why do you think, obviously, did Lucia feel that she encountered the Virgin Mary, and this is why she uh, embarked on a, you know, uh, uh, not in a profession, but she became a nun for the rest of her life. Well, I mean, it's she's uh, she's a she was a superstar in the Catholic Church. I mean, people venerated her. She was, um, you know, she had audiences with the Pope and and wrote her memoirs and all this other stuff. So she was a superstar uh, in the Catholic Church because you know she saw Mary of the Bible. But in my opinion. First of all, this gets into Catholic theology, which we don't do. We, we never attack Catholic theology in the film. We don't do that. But the idea that Mary was somehow the assumption where she rose and is now the queen of heaven or, you know, part of it's just it's all. 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.